It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. And Peter Dowdell of the uh, theirishgardener.com joining me as always on a Wednesday afternoon. Good afternoon to you, Peter. Good afternoon, Patricia. How are you? I'm very well. And we've been talking about the Mallow Home and Gardens Festival all this week because we have a lovely competition that we're running. And I saw your face on the ad today on the Irish Examiner. I'm sure it was. You're obviously doing some of the lectures. That must have brightened up your day. Absolutely. Seminars, the word was everything. <laughs> it did. Well, I, meant, I mentioned you and said you, I, I've been at some of your seminars in the past and they're always very informative. So, so you are oh, doing good. seminars again this year. I am on the Friday and Saturday. I won't be there on the Sunday, so I'll be there on the Friday and Saturday, and we'll be we'll be talking uh, talking all things gardening and and obviously taking any questions and answers, or well, taking the questions and hopefully giving some answers. You, you never let people down. You you always have the answers. Okay, there was a WhatsApp came in last week. I don't have it in front of me, but I think you have it. This was from Mary in Bandon who had a problem with was was it her trees she had a problem with. She had a pro- well. The, the one I'm looking at was she had a problem with hydrangeas and rhododendron. So the rhododendron, it. and I think it will resonate with a lot of people who grow them. Uh, there's a lot of black spots on the leaves uh, and kind of yellow. 
yellowing around it. Now it's it's a it's a rhododendron fungal leaf spot, if you like. Um, and the first the first course of action with it, like with all fungal problems, I always go to the cultural control, which is a kind of a fancy way of saying remove the dead leaves or remove the infected leaves. So that's the first thing to do with this, uh, the leaf spots on the rhododendron, to remove as much of the infected growth as possible. Now, that might leave the plant quite bare. And it's a fine line, Trish, because you, you can't remove all the leaves because it's an evergreen plant. So it needs to photosynthesize. But at the same time, you want to remove as much of the infection as possible. So do that. Don't put it into the compost bin because it'll only spread. So throw them out. Um, and, you know, it's kind of, again, sticking with cultural control. So improve the growing conditions. So make sure it's a, in good, healthy soil. It's not getting waterlogged. So maybe mulch it with a good, uh, even your own homemade compost, any good organic material. And also keep deadheading it. So when it flowers, probably around now, uh, remove the flowers when they die off because any of that dead and decaying material, as you can imagine, is perfect in the, the perfect conditions then for the development of any fungal problems. So, so you could also then drench the, the soil around the plant with a solution of my go-to fella, if you like. It's the copper sulfate, copper sulfate mixed with water. Drench around the plant with that. And, you know, it's kind of similar for the hydrangea. It's kind of leaf. The leaves are dying off a bit. It could be several things there. It could be a bit of frost damage. It could be that that it's getting too wet. Um, it could be maybe you overfed it. I don't know if they fed it or not. But overfeeding can lead to that kind of leaf burning as well. Uh, but if it's fungal, I would say in the first instance, just remove any of the infected growth. Okay, Monica in Mallow is taking cuttings from geraniums at the moment. Wants to know when is when is the best time to do this? and the best time to take a cutting. When is the best time? And they're, they're both the same question. OK, when is the best time to take cutting some geraniums? Well, well she's, Monica is, is kind of ahead of the curve, if you like. It's, she's spot on. It's around about now. Depending, you, when you're taking a, a cutting from a hydrangea, you're taking it on this year's growth, uh, and you want a cutting of about three or four inches in length. So if you have three or four inches in length of this year's growth, then then go for it now. Anytime from now to kind of August, September, really. You'll know, Trish, it's this year's growth by the colour. This year's growth on those geraniums would be would be green, whereas last year's would be quite brown looking. So you want to concentrate on this year's growth. OK, Joe has a lilac tree planted about eight years ago. Lots of beautiful flowers uh, this year, on, but all high up, none lower down. It also has grown very tall for the area of the garden uh, where Joe has it planted. Would it be OK after flowering to sort of take the top off and would that encourage growth lower down? I'm afraid for Joe, it would, is a short answer to your question, but with lilacs, they're quite peculiar in that if you prune them, yes, it will lead to growth lower down, but after you prune them, they, they put on a lot of growth, but it's all leaf growth, not flowers, which is kind of counterproductive. At least you will get growth down low, but you won't get the flowers. And, and by pruning the top, you'll have removed any flowers, flowers from the top. Yeah. So I don't know what way to advise them. Um it just seems to be peculiar with, 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 uh, he said it was lilac, didn't he? Yeah, lilac, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, it is peculiar to lilac that that's, that's what they do. Now, they will well produce flowers in several years' time, but I've seen it many, many times with lilacs. Uh, and in fact, I just saw one recently, I'm not sure where I was, and it was full of flower, but it was next to a footpath. And obviously, the, the homeowners were being very responsible and they were pruning it back off the footpath over the years. 
and the side facing the footpath has zero flowers, <laughs> but all the rest of the shrub is full of flowers. So it's it, it just peculiar to lilac. So uh, I would probably leave well alone if I was Joe. Yeah, and just, just enjoy the, tr- the flowers that are up high. Uh, <laughs> Sheila, yeah. could you ask Peter, please, uh, what is the best time of year to trim a mature Lilandi hedge? Uh, it's inside in the garden, not on the roads side, so as to help it thicken up. It has some bare patches in it. Many thanks, Sheila. Okay, well, it's important, I suppose, on that one, Trish, to remind everybody that it's illegal to cut back hedges at the moment. At this time of the year, until September, it's illegal under the Wildlife Act because there's wildlife and birds and everything nesting in in mature hedges. So you're not allowed to do it at the moment. Uh, So be careful. It's a mature layland hedge. So when there's brown patches in a mature layland hedge, it's unlikely that pruning it, unfortunately, will thicken it up that much. But I suppose to give the answer to the question, your, your time is kind of September uh, or if you didn't do it in September, you could do it in February and it would probably thicken up that bit quicker in February because the growth is starting as opposed to coming to an end in September. Um, so there are your options, September or February. But if it was a relatively new hedge, I'd say it would be quite successful. But with a mature one, it's it's probably not, I'm afraid, going to thicken it up that much. But I suppose it's, it's worth a try in, in either September or February. Now, here's somebody who's doing her best to try to describe what she got as a present. A Mill Street listener says, uh, or she purchased. I, I bought an indoor plant at Christmas time. It had orange buds on it, which have now almost all fallen off. It's grown about six since then, it's grown six inch long stems of a lighter colour with a white blossom on it, but no orange buds on it. Any advice as to what it is or what I need to do with it? It's uh, it's an ornamental pepper. I'm struggling struggling for the, the life of me to remember the name of it, but it, it'll come to me in a sec. But what it's doing now is it's producing the new growth, which are these stems. Um, and the white flowers are what, what, what she had, if I'm right, what, what she had is they weren't orange buds, they were orange berries. And the white flowers that she's getting now will become those berries in the winter again. It's... Um, Oh, the Jerusalem cherry, I think it's the common name for it. I'm trying, it's a capsicum. It'll come to me the name, but it's yeah. Jer- Jerusalem cherry. I'm imagining, I'm guessing that this is what it is anyway. Um, uh, oh, it's a type of stellanum. Anyway, it's known as the, the Jerusalem cherry, if I'm right, but I imagine I am because you'd see them quite a lot as houseplants around Christmas and January with these little orange yeah, berries. There are, yeah, they're like, uh, um, yeah, there are orange little balls on it. Yeah, berries rather yes. than buds. Yeah. And I imagine that's what she had. Now, it's, it's normal enough that they would fall off and then the these white flowers will become the berries for next winter. Okay, so just keep doing what you're doing. Keep and it, it's yeah, an it's, a, it's an indoor plant, so keep it inside. In this part of the world, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's a house okay. plant. Yeah. All right. Uh, Derry in Boherbui has a Portuguese laurel hedge on a bank, which is six years old. It's gone very bare. He can now actually see through it. Happened in the last two months. What could have happened to it, and what can be done about it? Without seeing it, it's impossible to give an answer, I'm afraid. Um, but like, if it's, it's, he said it's there several years, didn't he? Yeah, six years. Yeah, so if it's there six years and this is and it wasn't a problem up to now, it, obviously something is getting it. So in other words, if this was a relatively new hedge in its first few years, I would say just prune it uh, and feed it and it'll thicken up quite quickly. But if it's been fine for the last six years and now suddenly it's becoming quite see-through, there's obviously something bothering it. 
but I can't tell what, obviously, because I can't see it. So it could be fungal. It, it's unlikely to be environmental, in other words, wind or anything like that, because that would have been a problem for the previous years. So it's, it's more likely to be something, unless it got a, you know, a drift of weed killer or any chemical that was nearby, that would do it. It could be a fungal problem because these... Uh, uh, Portuguese laurels can be quite prone to things like shot hole and things like that but without seeing it I couldn't give a definitive answer I'm sorry Okay Derry well you might be able to solve his second problem he has uh, tulip bulbs he wants to know when can he dig up those tulip bulbs they've obviously uh, finished flowering and how does he store them over the winter to keep them for next year Well that's an easy one I, I love the easy ones <laughs> they're, they're fine so yeah when the foliage on the, the, the tulips I suppose the textbook actually is daffodils and tulips and all of them, alliums as well. Uh, when the foliage dies back and the stems die back and when they've gone brown, lift the bulbs out of the ground, store them in like a brown paper bag or newspaper, wrap them in newspaper, store them somewhere cool uh, and dry until planting out again in the autumn, winter, kind of September, October time again. That's the textbook for all of them. I would say it's essential for tulips, not necessarily for alliums and daffodils. They'll, they'll tend to be resilient to come back year after year. Tulips will tend not to if you leave them in the soil. You might get a few next year, but not, they'll die off over time. So I would lift them, certainly. Mick has an archway in his garden with a jasmine plant. Last year, the jasmine plant got covered with a black leaf mould substance. He sprayed it last year with Rose Clear Solution. The plant didn't die and the leaves eventually fell off. But this year, the plant is producing new growth and new leaves. He's wondering what he should do now. Does he need to respray? What does he need to do to protect from that black mould this year? Well, I think you can guess that I'm going to, to not yeah. to, to recommend to him to, to spray it with rose clear willy yeah. nilly anyway. Yeah. Uh, so no, we should be using less insecticides in the garden and not not more. Um, and in fact, there was a question, I think, last week. I can't remember where I saw it, whether it was on my Facebook page or whether you WhatsApped it to me. But it was somebody had a question about a camellia and it was similar. And I think we've got the same problem here on, on both questions where it was the green camellia leaves were covered in this black substance. And it looks for all the world like soot. Right. So it looks like if you've got a bag of soot from the chimney and just threw it over the plant. And I suspect this is the same with the jasmine. And what it's called, in fact, is sooty mold. So what causes it is the scale insect will overwinter. These are tiny little sap sucking insects. It overwinters in the plant, either the camellia or the jasmine. And as they're as they're letting off their larvae, they excrete this uh, honeydew type substance. Very, very sticky. Uh, And then this black fungal spores stick to it uh, and they colonize it and they increase and multiply. So. To get on top of the problem, you need to you need to, to first of all remove the scale insect. Now there are more organic products out there. Uh, in fact, I think one of the grazers ones will work on 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 scale insect. Grazers is a range of products which are based on calcium chloride, which make plants unpalatable to pests. And I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying that the one they have for, for aphids and and butterflies and caterpillars uh, will also work on scale insects. It's totally harmless. It doesn't doesn't damage any of the insects, but it just makes the plants resilient to them. So if you stop the scale insect, then obviously they can't let off the honeydew and then the fungus can't stick to it. So treat it with something like that first and then treat the fungus with your copper sulfate mixed with water uh, and that will sort out the problem for you. Okay, could you ask Peter, please, I sprayed my potatoes yesterday, but then it got some rain afterwards. Would you think I need to spray them again? Well, I'm presuming that they were sprayed with copper sulfate uh, or bluestone, which is a blight preventative. Uh, in which case, no, you should really only treat them with that once a year. Uh, it is it, at the end of the day, it, it, it's certified for use in, in organic gardening and organic agriculture. But 
it, it is copper sulfate, so you don't want to be putting too much of it onto the soil. So one, one I know other people will disagree with me and they'll say you should treat it every few weeks. I would just put it on, on, on once during the growing season. But no, I wouldn't worry about the rain afterwards. OK, and thank you to Michael, one of our listeners, to say, Patricia, don't forget to mention to Peter Dowdle the Jay's fluid to deter the rabbits because this came up on the programme on Monday. Listener had the, as I said, it's the annual problem of rabbits coming into her garden, eating all the heads off her flowers. And we threw open the phone lines and there was loads of suggestions coming in, including that rabbit stew is very nice. And somebody has suggested getting <laughs> a, 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 a Jack Russell Terrier. They're very good to to the rabbits but a number of people started talking about getting an empty plastic bottle like a coke bottle or a 7-up bottle put Jay's fluid into it dilute it with water and make some tiny holes around put the lid back on make some tiny holes around the top and you place it near the plants that the rabbits were eating and seemingly it acts as a brilliant deterrent because rabbits don't like the smell of Jay's fluid. And I well, said, I wonder, had Peter Dowdle heard about that? Have you heard of that? I hadn't heard of it. I hadn't. But I'll tell you a funny one was, uh, you know, we've spoken before on this about rabbits, about human hair. I mentioned and, that one and with human regard hair is to a great your, deterrent. Yeah. yeah. And I was doing a piece with Dahi on the Today Show there recently and we were talking about rabbits and, and stuff. Uh, and I mentioned human hair. So you can imagine he grimaced a bit like myself and he yeah. said, like, does it have to be our own hair? And I said, I said well, Dahi, between yourself and myself, I don't think we protect much garden. <laughs> so. And, thank, and thankfully you said it rather than somebody else quickly texting it yes, in. Yes, yeah, yes, well yes, done, yes, well yes. Okay, a final yeah. one. Could you ask Peter, please, is it too late to take hedge cutting clippings? Hedge cutting clippings. Is it too late? I, I I'm uh, well, like I said earlier, it's illegal to do it now under the Wildlife Act. Even but if you if you want to just take some cuttings, yeah, cuttings. it's not too late. Cuttings, okay. you'll be fine to take okay. a few now, but don't be cutting your hedge back properly now, no. Okay, but just to plant on, it's okay. All right, listen, yeah, uh, Peter, we'll talk again next week. Thank you for that. Thanks, Trisha, Thanks, forward to And have a good week. That is uh, Peter Dowd of the Irish Gardener.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.